welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast from the uh, Beach Hill Recital. And we've got a massive, massive contingency in the studio this evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. evening. Uh, oh, that was a, a voice that's uh, not often heard in these parts. Uh, we've got a special guest. Well, I'm not going to introduce at this moment in time. It's a surprise guest. We're going to have a nice little build-up, and then we'll introduce them when we get to the point where... Uh, well, we'll not be able to hold him back at all, think do you, guys? No. 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 Anyway, right, without further ado, what we're going to do is uh, kick off straight away and have a listen to Rob's Straight From The Terrace. On the whistle report, coming from Rob Gibson, live at the DW. What an entertaining game, eh? Absolutely superb. End-to-end stuff in the second half, even though we did have to hang on a bit. But the first half, we should have been out of sight. But the lads have dug in. And it's another three points. Really made up for Flores. I thought it was a fantastic performance from him till he unfortunately went off injured or with tired legs. I think he was carrying a bit of a knock, to be honest. But again, first half, I thought we showed some real quality. Jacobs in particular, I thought, uh, was a threat throughout. Uh, we should have really put the game to bed. Um, the refs, Lana's had a shocker today. There was an handball in the, in the first half. It was a blatant penalty. Uh, Jordi Hoole has missed a couple of sitters uh, you know we created quite a few chances uh, we did have to hang on the second half but all in all a superb wigging performance and uh, you know we've got the injuries as well uh, but we think once we get a few injuries coming back likes of Greg Davis will be fine another superb afternoon of entertainment superb value Right, what do we think of that, everybody? Yes, yeah, spot good. on. Spot on. Yeah. Lots of passion there, Rob, lots of excitement in your voice. Uh, did you take it you enjoyed the game? Yeah, I loved it. So, uh, great to see us back to winning ways. That's three home wins on the bounce. Uh, you've got to be pleased about that, haven't you? Absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned there about uh, the Jan Ball penalty, but I thought, I mean, I, I, you might disagree with me, but I thought they had a Stonewall penalty appeal as well. Donovan Daniels. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, okay. I, I, it was at the other end of the pitch for me because you know where I sit. Yes, too. But I turned round to the lab behind me. I said, we've, "I think we've got away with that one." Uh, but I think I'm not just arguing this, but I think ours was more stumble. I've never seen more blatant ball in my life. When you look at the replay of that, it's like you remember when Roy Carroll let the ball slip past him into his own net. I, it was one of those situations. I think because our fellow had kind of decided not to compete for the ball and I think it was so innocuous that the linesman had decided right there's nothing to watch there I'll, watch, I'll, I'll get moving further up the pitch I just don't think he was watching because like I say it was just, when you look back at it it's as blatant as you can get have some of that was the sun not in his eyes because he intimated didn't he he turned around and shaded his eyes for the sun <laughs> to intimate oh I couldn't see I, I think it was saluting uh, uh, Graham Alexander yeah, that's what we're doing. There you go, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, shielding his eyes. Anyway, before, let's have some stats, Gareth, before we go any further. Um, from the Fleetwood game. Okay, yes, the stats from the game Wigan Athletic versus Fleetwood. Possession, the Latics managed 59%, Fleetwood 41%. Both teams had 10 attempts on goal. Latics managed 4 on target, Fleetwood just 2. Wigan had 9 corners to Fleetwood's 4, committed 12 fouls to 13 by Fleetwood. Both teams got 2 yellow cards, no reds, 
and we won 2-1 and three more points. Three more yes. points, brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Right, talking about the referee, I want to just say, he had his six minutes stoppage time, and what on earth was all that about? Was there a, did anybody notice a physio coming on? So. Well, there were six minutes, <clears throat> but there were six substitutions, weren't there? Now, whether they've miscalculated on that, instead of it being 30 seconds, they've had yeah. a minute. So the other thing is, he only played five minutes, because I timed it. <laughs> he was just a buffoon, that referee. I thought some of his decisions were just... Uh, there was cause to have more on in the. I can't <coughs> remember what the situation was, but I remember sitting there thinking, six minutes. Where have you got that from? And then something happened, and I thought it's going to add even more on it. It's going to be nearer seven minutes. It's played five. Stoppage time. Played five. Play five minutes. I found it. Yeah. Stoppage time in the stoppage time. Yeah, there was something. Something time. went on. And I thought if you can find six, you can add that on again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, obviously it didn't. We, we had a great win. And we're ending up talking about the referee when actually we should be talking about other things. And uh, Passapies. Passapies, yeah. yeah. Dan, you mentioned there about uh, shielding the, sh the sun from, from your eyes, and uh, there's one person who won't be shielding any sun from his eyes, <laughs> and that is uh, Manny. Manny Flores, how are you doing? Good evening, special guest. Good evening, Barry, and good evening, the podcast team. Good evening, Obviously, a wonderful day for you on, on uh, Saturday with your Jordan uh, starting this first game and scoring an absolute cracker of a goal. Yeah, it's um, again, it was uh, a dream come come true for us all, the family. You know, Jordan himself as well. Um, I don't think you could have had a better better full debut, really. Uh, well, league debut, um, and we're still buzzing. Mm. Still buzzing from it. But yes, I mean, he, he scored a good goal, but he also had a good game as well, didn't he? You know, I mean, sometimes, um, you, you, like, a player will make his debut, his league debut, like you said, his full league debut, and if he scores, that all the crowd will say, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, but he, he, they might not have played the best. But he had a really good game as well, and he had, he had an hand in Jacobs' goal, didn't he? Or a foot in it, not an hand. <laughs> uh, and, and his overall play was both going forward and covering back as well was, was absolutely fantastic. I think I think with Jordan and he has got he has he, he is a he is a, a good player but my concern has been that like someone mentioned in obviously the, before the podcast started about managers being frightened of giving the young players uh, you know an opportunity in the team. Uh, in my opinion, no. We're in League One, and if you can't give your, your, you know, your promising young players game time in League One, then you know when, when are they going to get the game time? I mean, I could understand it a little bit when the team was in the Premier League, when you know he, he took his time with, with players like McManaman, for example, and, and maybe you know James McCarthy and James McCarthy. But we're in League One now, and, and last season when Jordan got onto the bench at Brentford. Uh, those like people like those players like Jordan, Tim Chow, Ryan Jennings, and Lee Nichols. I thought they'd have a more of a of an opportunity already, you know. But obviously, with all these signings coming in, it's been hard for them to like make make the breakthrough. But I can understand, obviously, you know, the manager bringing all these players in. Obviously, he wants a decent squad. But I just hope he doesn't forget about these promising young players that that he has got. Coming through. Listening to, to what Carl was saying, it sounds like he, he, he won't do it. It sounds like he's as pleased that there's people coming through as, as, as the rest of us, you know, coming yeah. through from the academy teams, isn't there? I mean, some of the players we signed as well are young, youngsters, aren't they? I mean, like, you think of Reese James, he's, uh, Daniel 
Dr. Donovan Daniels, sorry, Max Power, they're still yeah. quite young players, aren't they? And I think, I mean, John's, what is he now, 19? 19, 19. John, yeah. mm. I must say, man, what are you feeling on? Because he's a, he's, a, he's a proper lad, isn't yeah, he? You know, he's not, <laughs> he's not a thin lad or a skinny lad. Or, he, he looks like a bloke. Yeah. He's well built. He just eats the right things, you know, yeah. and, um, and just, I don't know, he's just, he looks after himself as well. You know, when he does go out, he might, you know, after a game on a Saturday, he'll only have a couple of drinks, you know, and he, he doesn't go overboard. He eats the right things and and he, he does, you know, get a lot of rest and, and he's, you know, and, and that's it really. Um, there's no, like, sort of secret, you know, no. it's just, um, obviously he works hard at the training ground as well because that's important and during the, the, um, the close season, uh, the gaffer, as in Gary Caldwell, told the lads to come, make sure you come back fitter and stronger for next season. So he really, he really did work hard in the in the in the summer. You know, he only had, we had one week off. You know, so so that's that's where he is today. You know, that's brilliant. So, that's brilliant. So seeing him, I mean, I, well, I know he was there as a kid, and then he, he left, and then he went back. But seeing his progression from from when he went back and playing with the development squad, the youth team, the development squad, etc. Uh, could you see this this time coming? Was you always confident that he was gonna gonna do it? I don't think you're ever confident because there's a lot of. Um, I mean, I think I've mentioned before that when when he's been in the youth team, well, going going even further back to the to the uh, to the academy, and then the youth team, there's always like really good players in those teams, but for some reason they just don't get the breaks. No. Jordan has had the breaks at the right time. You know, there's a, there's a manager who's who's like picked him and played him and, and believed in him. Uh, but there has been a lot of other players. You know, and again, sometimes I mean I won't like to call it a lottery, but I do sometimes think that it's, I don't know. You, your face has got to fit. Mm. You know, obviously you've got to like stay clear of injury as well because he had a really good friend in the youth team called Jordan Unsworth who lives in Inley, and Jordan was a great player, but he got a really bad injury and a bad illness and, and he, he unfortunately fell you know he fell away but again that comes into it as well a bit of luck you know with injuries and that so um, but you know Jordan has been four because he did get released I don't know if you, if you know he got released Jordan when he was under 11 he'd been at Latic since he was six got released under 11 and I do f- firmly believe that that was the making of him getting released because uh, at the time he weren't in Jordan's football and he came back with a point to prove and um He's just gone on, gone on from there, really. So it's, it's just doesn't. Things so like this just don't happen. It's like it's been a, it's been a long journey, you know. Will you spend the four years then? Went playing for well, luckily he, he, he went to school at Our Lady's Aspel and he played for Wigan School Boys at yeah. uh, under 11s. Then he went to St George's at Orwich and then got uh, picked for Bolton School Boys and played for the school team there. And then he went to, ended up playing for Greater Manchester School Boys. So really? he's been he's been representing the the towns and county. Uh, as well as you know, representing his school team, mm-hmm. he had a season at Junior Latics, uh, had a season at Ladybridge, and obviously he's played for Aspel Juniors as well. Oh, so thoughts, yeah. Well, I was Juniors wondering when that was going to come in. Yeah. Well, he played Aspel Juniors until he got signed by Wigan officially yeah. under Nardwood, and then he couldn't play for another team. But yeah. he's had a little bit of a. There's been a little bit of a mix in there, but he's, there's a lot of people who you've like got a got a fan along the way. Mm. A lot of managers. I believed in him and let him express himself and let him enjoy his football, and I think that is a, that is a secret behind players. Eventually, like going on and making it, they've got to enjoy it. They've got to develop, and they they, they, they develop by enjoying it. If they're playing at an academy and they're just going through the motions and 
and not enjoying it, they won't, they won't progress. Yeah. So have you been watching the development squad over the last year or so? I've watched, yes, I've watched a lot of the development squad and youth team football. So yeah. apart, I mean, we know about Jennings right? and we know about Lewis Roberts and we know about St. Carl's Grove. Yeah. Who else is uh, in there that we should keep our eyes on for? Without, without putting any pressure on them, of course. Right, okay, well, for me, uh, the young centre-half, Adam Hansen. Yeah, to speak to the speak earlier. Yeah, though, he's, got, he's got he's uh, got he's definitely a uh, one to watch out for the future. Uh, obviously, the Sam big Sam Cosgrove as well, who um, who's definitely got ability, and uh, I'm sure his time will come. Um, Matty Hamilton again. Uh, Matty's you know is representing the under, uh, Republic of Ireland, and Matty's a a talented player but he doesn't seem to have the, uh, have the breaks like Jordan has you know he's just going to on loan hasn't he? he's going on loan to Stockport County yeah, yeah. Uh, he went on loan to Fowl last season as well uh, and Ryan Jennings for me Ryan Jennings is another Cal McManaman you've not really I don't think you've seen the best of Ryan yet well I don't I know he's not seen him at all you've not seen him at all really but Jeno for me he's like he's an absolute He's a very explosive player like Callum was. Well, I, I went up to Partick mm. and he played there and, he, and I thought mm. Callum McManaman had, had re-signed for him because yeah. he just, he, he looks like him and he plays like him, doesn't he? He's got yeah. that stop start and the, and the bus like He makes it. things happen. He he's played a, in the know. pre-season game down here last season, didn't he? Was yeah. Dundee, was it? Dundee United mm. maybe? Yeah. He, he looked quite handy in there and like you said before about getting breaks, yeah. I'm really surprised that more of them didn't get a break mm. back in the last season when, Do you, you know, think the, the players that were playing were just weren't delivering. Do you no. think the, the reason that Colwell has perhaps introduced these lads is because he's worked with them over the last one to two years and he's got that trust in them? I think that's right Barry because when when Gary Caldwell was, uh, when obviously his playing career was coming to an end, he did start taking his, his coaching badges and he did a lot of coaching with the development team and youth team so he was well aware of uh, players like Jordan and Tim Chow and that's why Tim Chow got because Tim Chow was released while mm. Malcolm McCann mm. was still manager and then when, when he took over he brought Tim Chow back in so obviously he, he knows a lot about about those players you mm. know um, and I really do think he wants to bring them through and develop them but it's just been a situation where he's had to rebuild the squad and he's obviously signing players and he needs to like, see what these players can do as well so it's just it's just it's a balancing act really and it's a tough job but it's a good squad what he's built I think and um, I think uh, it'll just go from strength to strength. Oh, brilliant. So it's good that the local lads are getting a chance. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you think of the season so far, then, Manny? I mean, we we, we uh, sort of split a little bit. So you know, some of us uh, are not as enthusiastic as others. I mean, I'm quite enthusiastic this season. I'm loving it. But you know, some are uh, a little bit more cautious than me. How are you finding things? For me, the style of football is the right way to play football. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying that. You know, he's too much on uh, playing the Roberto style of football, but the Roberto style of football won us the FA Cup, got us victories against the big the big teams, you know. Uh, and eventually, if you if you if you sort of persist and with them beliefs, you will have a have a really good side to, to watch and and will win games, you know, even when you're not expected to. Again, I think it's the right way, dominated the football. Um, hopefully, you'll dominate games. I think the reason why we've been losing games is because of players making mistakes. Not not the way we're, not the way the system, the manager's playing the system or the team the way that he set the team up. I think it's players, individual players, making mistakes. And I think over a season where the players get used to each other and get that understanding with each other, I think that mistakes will will, will lessen. Um, 
and also I, I, what I've noticed with Caldwell, he will change it. He doesn't, you know, he does change it during a game. He, he, you know, he's not afraid to make substitutions, and um, and it'll come. It will come. I mean, we've had some difficult away games. You know, I mean, they'll be up there, Gillingham, Coventry, even Port Vale. You know, they're difficult away games. You know, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we've like we've conceded and we've left ourselves too much of a mountain to to come back in them games. But I think I think we'll get better away from home. And the home form, again, you know, it's about getting the three points and, and the Scunthorpe game was fantastic uh, football to watch for, for the full 90 minutes. The other game, we've like sort of probably, probably played well in, for 60 minutes of them games, mm. but still come out with victories. Um, but yeah, I, I believe in the way he's playing his football, I believe in the way, you know, the way it's going and um, I think we'll get stronger as the season goes on and, and in my opinion yeah, we won't smash the league like the chairman said but I think we'll get promoted Excellent that's what we want to hear Everybody want to ask anything? I've just got one and it's not related well it is It is. will a copy of the new FIFA be making the way into the households uh, with Jordan being on it? <laughs> well I think so yeah but I, I mean I don't uh, <laughs> I don't, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, I don't really, I've never played FIFA. No. Obviously, Adam, his older brother does, and, yeah. and Jordan himself will be playing, so... Yeah. Do you know what you can do, so, Manny? Yeah. You can yeah. change his name, you can change his first name from Jordan to Manny. <laughs> yeah. You can play, you can play for, because I remember you played for Coriolatics down at uh, the Soccer yeah. Dome, and, you, and yeah. you know, you weren't very good. I know you fancy yourself as a goal yeah, scorer, and you, right. yeah. <laughs> because he's actually named on that thing, is he allowed to play it? Well... Does it not bear him from actually playing again? I don't know. I don't know what you don't, mean. I don't know how that would work. Craig yeah. Davis posted something today about playing it. Did he? Yeah. So yeah. I think as long as you're not gambling, it's alright, isn't it? <laughs> alright! No, yeah. 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 I bet he adjusts his stats to all 99s. <laughs> I don't need to. Right. Okay. That's excellent. And, uh, Predators punch. I heard you on, on BBC Radio Manchester mm. uh, on Monday morning. Well, they, they phoned up on Sunday afternoon, and uh, I thought it was a wind up at first. <laughs> and then Monday morning, I woke up. I said, "Yeah, I agreed to like going on the show." And Monday morning, I just put the radio Radio Manchester, and uh, seven o'clock news came on. And then after they finished, uh, and later on this morning, we're going to have uh, the further this young person on the show. And it played the commentary of obviously Jordan's goal on on, on, on Saturday, so yeah. I thought it's real. This I best get my act together. So yeah, yeah. it was Paul Rowley wasn't doing the commentary. Paul Rowley did he's the commentary. He's a big yeah. Yeah, he, is, he, yeah. he was made up as well. You could yeah. when he interviewed him after, you could tell he was made up, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, talking of the young lads, is it Shaq's back? If anybody uh, remembers Shaq. Cool first or Kills first, whichever way you want to say it, is uh, returned to the Latics. Apparently, there's going to be a couple of weeks off from playing yet, but I think his, his loan ends in November anyway, so I don't know which way that's going to go with him. Uh, Shaq's back, and, and with uh, John Joe Kenny leaving, it leaves us a bit short. Now, whether we've got uh, anybody, you know, got our eyes on anybody, maybe a couple of free agents or something, I'm not too sure, but. Uh, oh, I bet we have Barry. Do you think <laughs> yes, so? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, 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 but I also anyway. I also I hope you know I hope uh, Beadle's like so not talk, so talking about <laughs> get so, a few guys in from the Dev Squad. Talking about how, how well Gary Cowell's doing so far. John Joe Kenny's got for me to be the the one position that I just I think that's the one mistake they've made. Because if we had Emerson Boyce playing in that position, 
I think we'd be looking even better than what we are at the Boise. moment. How is Boise doing these days? Bottle of the championship, <laughs> Sorry. I think he's Sorry, been, I think Sorry. he's been lucky though, in fairness with the, obviously Kevin McNaughton getting yeah. injured. Um I firmly believe what you said there now, don't bring anybody else in because I think the squad can cover that. Because Max Power played there at Chesterfield, Tim can play there, Tim Chow, uh, as well, that right, that right wing back position. Did he play for the development squad at right back this week? He did, I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, that might be an indicator to us, certainly. And I think, obviously, one of the, when all the centre halves are fit, I think someone may, can maybe like play in that role as well. Yeah. So. I think there's enough enough in the squad to and young the young the young lad out of the uh, development squad, young uh, Ernie Ernie Baxendale, he's quite a decent lad as well. And again, just throw him in. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, give him a go. Give him a go. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for trusting yeah. your squad. Yeah. I remember in the uh, when we were bottom of the I think we were bottom of the league when um, at the end of the January transfer window and Roberto trusted the squad. He went on to be the best side and. In, in the Europe. country, yeah. in Europe. When we bought Bolsonaro, you mean? Yeah, yeah. we bought Jean Bolsonaro. Like, January the third or whatever was, it was. He was the final piece of the jigsaw. And, and then nobody else. Yeah. And everybody was screaming and shouting. And yeah. somebody needs to give somebody else an opportunity, doesn't it? Yeah, of course well, it does. Managed mention. Let's hope they can take that opportunity. You have got to look at two of the lads who've taken that opportunity, Tim and Jordan, and now what they've done. You know, so it's take take another calculated risk. You know, you're watching these players play week in week out. You know how they're going to perform, you know what the strengths are, you know what the weaknesses are. Other teams though, so why don't we take that mm. into the next game mm. and see how they do. Excellent, excellent. Talking of the next game, uh, we've got Oldham away on Saturday. And uh, before we go any further, Paul's done a uh, preview, which he's now going to... Uh, right, well I tried to do as, as good a job as Mick did last week. So... I got on the internet and Very competitive of, this isn't it? A bit of research yeah. into Oldham Oldham massive in the textile industry and industrial revolution <laughs> They made more cotton in Oldham than they did in the whole of Germany and the whole of France combined Rag puddings I had no idea what that was either so I had to look it up It's basically steak and kidney pudding Instead of being cooked in a metal dish it's cooked in a cheesecloth So Mick come up with a list of Not who's who but who's he is Oldham have some famous supporters so no pirates in this one no cop pirates the great and the good and cannon and ball Paul Scholes one of the finest midfielders of the generation Oldham supporter Professor Brian Cox brains the size of a planet Michelle Marsh obviously Oldham's got links to famous card games Texas Oldham Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, we got to know when to Oldham. Yes. Yep. Oldham started life as Pine Villa in 1895. Four years later, the rivals Oldham County folded. So Pine Villa moved into their stadium and renamed themselves Oldham Athletic. One of the highest grounds in the league, but not the highest ground we'll visit this season. Which is Vale Park, which is actually at a higher altitude than Oldham. Probably coldest though. It's the coldest place in the world. So Oldham have tasted Premier League football, same as ourselves. They were founder members of the Football League, of the Premier League, sorry. Joe Royal took them to the first division, finishing third in the 86 87 season, which 
didn't get them promoted because it was the first year they had playoffs and they lost to Leeds. They did make it in 91. Third season in the top flight, relegated back to Division 1. And having relegated the club, he promptly buggered off to Everton. We've heard that from before. Um, <laughs> Ooh, one idea, eh? <laughs> um, by 1997, they were relegated to the third tier of English football. They've been there ever since. Hopefully, that's not what we're going to enjoy. They've made it to three FA Cup semi finals in a time and lost all of them. In 1960, they reached the lowest position in their history, finishing 23rd in the fourth division. They've got three and a half stands which is a 10,000 capacity, which apparently go up to 13 when the stand that's nearly built is finished. The winner of MasterChef in 2015 is now doing executive catering at Oldham. In summer, they signed David Dunn. The manager, Darren Kelly, said, David is a very experienced player and he will be a great addition to our squad. He has Premier League class and his experience will be vital to the younger players in our dressing room. Aye, that vital that when you got sacked, he took your job, pal. Sorry, David Dunn took over on the 13th of September following a 5-1 defeat to manager Les Peterborough. To be honest, they're not much cop. They've, uh, they've won one game this season. Thanks for that, Paul. The referee on Saturday is, uh, is a guy called Darren Handley from West Orton. Uh, he's known to, to quite a few Latics fans. Uh, I know someone who used to be his next door neighbour. Uh, Manny knows him too, don't you? You know his dad. No, his dad more, yeah. Yeah, uh, local referee. Local referee, yeah. He's refereed in the uh, Boltonbury League, West Lanks League, Lancashire Amateur League, so... Yeah, well, he's seven years old and he's been a, a league ref since last uh, season, so he's done one season, so we'll have a good report to him, so hopefully he'll, yeah. he'll be alright, better than uh, Fred Graham from last week. Uh, the last time we played Oldham competitively was on the 21st of April 2003. We just won promotion at Huddersfield and we played them down here. I think it was Easter Monday that day. Uh, we beat them 3-1, but they took the lead in the first minute and we came back with Neil Roberts to um, and Jimmy Bullard. Is that 100 points, season? Yes. Right. We've uh, sold out all but 100 tickets the game but you can pay on the door anyway be taking over 1,000 spectators again there's only one game this season away where we've not taken over a thousand and that was Gillingham it was still a good turnout at Gillingham it was like 900 wasn't it no average away attendance this season is 1,155 which is higher than what it was in our last season in the Premier League why do you think that is do you think it's down to prices Prices. is it down to location location is it going to new grounds that we're going to visit? Like a combination of all three. Yes. People enjoy it. Opti- optimism and enjoyment. Yeah. 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 I think when, in that last season in the Premier League, you got a lot of fans who were sick of going to Old Trafford, yeah. Stamford Bridge and places like that. For 40 quid. And yeah. yeah. And getting yeah. fleeced yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah, and obviously not just getting fleeced with the, uh, the, the prices, but obviously the uh, refereeing was a... Yeah, they say it evens itself out, but not for the for clubs like us in the Premier League. Well, that, um, that stands the testament because I was watching a clip on the internet. We played Man United in our last season. Yeah. It was our last season, probably, probably was our last season. And the amount of challenges that United put in, flying into it was Old Trafford, flying in, nothing given, nothing given. It was a nasty challenge on both of you, nothing given. Then there was one challenge from Matic, referee blows up, it's United free kick. Yeah. You know, there's. And that's it. And you get fed up with that. Yeah. The, the phantom penalty in the third minute. Yeah. Don't complete dive, give a penalty. You've paid 46 quid for your ticket. They missed it, but that's not the point. They went on for winning 4-0. Yeah. But the point is, you're paying 46 quid 
and you've seen a blatant dive give us a penalty. I mean, we didn't have much chance of winning at Old Trafford anyway. You've definitely not got a chance when decisions like I don't know. Phil Dowd ruined my Christmas. Because I was there on the Boxing Day when they sent Connor Salmon off and off and oh, yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. But you don't get. I mean, you already right, get some dodgy decisions down in in every league, but you've got a chance. When you know you're down here, because well, they should get on the same. Yes. At least if the dodgy decisions go both ways, you don't. You know, yeah. you, you kind of the dodgy decisions could the crap out there. That's yeah. why treat everybody not, not biased. Bad. Whereas uh, up there, it's, it's just a bit of bias, isn't it? It's, it, it, it does seem to lean towards the the the, the, uh, the top side. So let's say they Anyway, uh, that last time we played all them. Um, there was an ex Latics player in the team, or there was a player in the team who, who is now an ex Wigan Athletic player, but was going to sign him. Any ideas who it would have been? Andy Olden. Centre back? No. Not in the pre season game, you know, about league. Mm. Fits all. There you One go. Size. Uh, One size. Size. Yeah. Right side, we'll go over now, we're going to have a <coughs> size odds, odds checker. Right, yeah, so I've got the odds mm. for the, uh, the game on Saturday. Oldham are at two to one. The draw twelve to five, and a Wigan win is six to four. Uh, got some score odds, uh, including my tip of the week. Uh, so draws uh, one one draw is six to one. Two one Wigan win nine to one. Uh, two all draw is fifteen to one. My tip a two nil Latics win is twelve to one. And for those who are a bit of superstition about them, a three two Wigan win you can get at twenty five to one. Uh, first goal scorers, uh, heavily dominated by Latics again. Uh, Grigg at five to one, Davis at six to one, and for for Manny, we've got uh, Jordan at sixteen to one. First time, uh, uh, first goal, and any time five to one. Oh, it was that off, exactly. What was nil nil, Simon? Nil nil um, was. Not on my sheet. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. Check it out because we've never had a goalless draw against all them, ever. So why do we want one now? I'm just saying that's, you know, the way things roll. Don't put a bogey on game, bad. No bogeys anyway. And I just said that all of them are quite good at draws. Paul mentioned about them being rubbish before, <laughs> but they've only lost mm. two games. They drew one last Saturday, didn't they, away at Doncaster? 1-1. They drew 1-1 last Saturday. Was it 1-1? I thought it was a little piece, Anyway, they've played 8, 1-1, drawn 5, they lost just 2, they've only scored mm. 7 goals. So they've lost less than what we have. But mm. they've lost the last 2 home games. Oh, yeah. they've, they've also, they've also lost a score up on Saturday. Yeah. Also lost 2 cup games as well. Well, very good. Or not. We've just made a new signing today, or yesterday. Yeah. Forward from Sheffield United. Michael Pigdon. Yeah. yeah. I wrote I wrote down about him. He's not done much there, but the former St Mirren, Falkirk and Crew forward won the Scotland Players Player of the Year while at Motherwell in 2013. Mm, good lad. And he's just come to me, a 0-0 draw was 19-2. 19-2. Mm, might be worth uh, Eight and a half, not so. bothering with that. Right, um, before we move on, I'd just like to make an Today's Gareth's birthday. Happy birthday, Gareth! We're all in happy mood, and there's a smell of trumps around the table because we've been eating cake while we've been on air, and people have been puffing. They can smell them down at this end. Was it Rolf? Yeah, yeah. Again, me tea that though it worked. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Gareth. 27 today. 27, that's right, thanks. Grief. Yeah. 53, actually. 53? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Right, okay. Anyone who doesn't know Gareth, he's, he's a bit of an Ed Harris lookalike, the famous Hollywood actor. I'm not really, uh, yeah. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's you. I bet you've never, you've never seen yourself in the same room as him, have you? I've never seen you in the same room as Ed Harris. Uh, Is there a tenuous link coming here, Barry? No, there's not. Mm. Right, um, any other business? Yes, there is some other business. On Friday morning, why not get yourself down to the DW Stadium and enjoy a cup of coffee with Sherpe and Jonathan Jackson? It's Macmillan's uh, Cancer Coffee Morning, and uh, Sherpe and JJ are going to be there, and, and they promise to have a little chinwag with anybody who wants to go down and join over a brew. Uh, that's down at the DW Stadium between 10 and 12 o'clock on Friday morning. So, uh, if you're doing nothing, fortunately, I'm working Friday, so I'll not be able to go. <laughs> right, let's have some predictions for Oldham then. <coughs> Manny, well, we'll let you go first. How do you see uh, Sanchez <coughs> win? I think we'll win 2-1. That's good, good, positive. Adam? I think there'll be a draw 1-1. 2-0 Latics, the real Latics, as in us. Right. Clear that one as I said earlier, they've lost the last two. Hopefully, it'll be their last three, and we'll win 2 1 and we manage. 2 0. There's only one result this is going to be, Barry. It's 3 2. You know, <laughs> further. 3 2. Yeah. Get your money on that one. Mm. I'll go with 2 2. Can I just mention it? Yeah. It's the Latics. I mean, the Latics. That can't happen often, can it? Yeah, well, clapping again this season. Yeah, well, but it can't happen that often, can it? You know, it's well, we've played on 13 times, so it's not that often, really, has but it? But when we played Charlton? They're the addicts, even though they're athletic, they're known oh. as the addicts, because okay. of fish. Right, Dan, well, give us your prediction of uh, the Latics versus the Latics. It's going to be 2-1 to the Wigan Latics. And I think uh, I'm with you, Dan, 2-1, and Manny, and Gareth, and anybody else who said 2-1, I think it's going to be 2-1. Right, before we finish tonight, uh, Mick's got a little bit of something he'd, he'd like to share with us about a game in midweek. I'd just, just like to bring it to everybody's attention that the Holt Master is on his way back. Played a full 90 minutes, scored two goals, um, laid on the third one, but they still lost 6-3. Ah, that's for the, uh, the development squad, weren't it, against Port Vale? Yeah, but glad to see he's back up front now, you know, you watch. Yeah. Who's in net? Uh, what's his name? Owen Evans. Right, he won't ask a line in there. It's like a, a good game though, 6 3. Yeah, nine goals. Michael Brown played for them. No, he did a penalty away, what Holt scored for. That's not surprising, is it? Straight away, we went down there, what was it last week? Played them, was it 1 all at their place and then come back up here? 2 2 goals. Was it 2 2? Yeah. yeah. Come back up here and it's. Um, was it Cup and League? Though? League? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. have always been a decent outfit. Uh, even at academy level, mm. youth team, they you know they always like have decent sides. Mm. Remember last year in the uh, in the cup semi final, uh, we went down the and we lot we got beat four nil. Latics had five trials on the day, but they did beat us four nil, you know. And uh, mm. we've got they've got a decent setup down there. You set up down there as well. They've got a good catchment too. Yeah, just, um, just a bit. It's, it's, it's fairly big because it's north of Stoke. Yeah, and it goes up and then it impedes on. Crew, yeah, but there's not nothing else really in that area apart from you start looking at the lower uh, Derbyshire clubs, mm. you know, your, your Macclesfields and that. 
So they have, they've got a very good catchment material, and it's glad to. See, and I'm glad that lads are actually turning out for it. Yeah. You know, they're not being swayed by the big lights, big names. Mm. You know, switching off. At least they're carrying on playing. So well done, then. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, uh, that's it. So uh, thank you for coming along tonight, man. It's uh, been, oh, been excellent. Nice, nice to meet you all. Good yeah. to see you. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. It's good. It's good that. Uh, um, you know, your son's doing well. Um, here comes the sun, is uh, yeah. what we'll finish on tonight. So, here comes the sun. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good night from me. Good night. Here comes the sun, and I say it's alright.